Clowitzer has a giant claw. I'm not saying he's not cool. I'm just saying he looks like a fantastic beast. And Krabby does, is just... He really looks like a fantastic beast. He just crab. looks like a crab with a big claw. Yeah. You're tuned into the GoCast podcast. Your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. An upcoming event is looking to rival any other contender. Are you bored of Great League? It's time for a Rubberuba remix! You know what they say, mo friends, mo opportunities. We've got a lot to cover, but I promise the episode won't drag algae. And more on this episode of GoCast. Hello and welcome to the GoCast podcast, episode 139. It's April 6th, yet another Tuesday evening. How does this keep happening? That's because this is the day we do the show every single week. My name is Chris. I'm your host. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Kyle. Hiya. Hey, Kyle. What's going on? Uh, some, some warm weather. Some warm weather, that's for sure. And poor Kyle is sweating it out over there because his AC is not working. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we appreciate you being here and not dying of heat anything. Yeah. Yeah, right, right. So we'll, we'll try to get through this first before you expire. How about that? <laughs> Check back in in an hour and see how I am. <laughs> okay. At the end of the show, I might just be signing off alone, but that's fine. <laughs> well, before we get started here, shout out to one brand new patron from this past week. Johnny, thank you so very much for your patronage. Looking forward to getting to know you in the Discord. Welcome, welcome, welcome. All right, Kyle, we, uh, we had a week. It's been exactly one week since we last recorded an episode, Saturday. which means... Yeah, that, that's what that is. That's what a week is, seven days. So uh, what was that seven days filled with for you? Pokemon Go related, but let's keep it there. Or otherwise, if you got any highlights, I suppose. Anything notable? Not really. Not a whole lot. Egg event means I'm not interested. <laughs> for, for one fact, I hatched eggs, but they were not 2K. And having seen all of the results online, I'm glad I didn't bother. Okay. So there's that. I hatched another shiny out of 7k eggs. I think that's like my fourth now. It's just getting ridiculous. <laughs> nice. Uh, shiny Alolan Meowth. Yeah, the one that's not special anymore, but <laughs> the purple one, the, the purple one. Uh, yeah. It's like a na- it's like a dark navy, but it's, it's definitely on the blue side of purple at, at best. Sure, sure. I will I will acquiesce to your opinion in this one particular <laughs> loan case. <laughs> yes. Uh and that's that's kind of about it. Nothing special go wise for me this week. Okay. Uh, I've had a banner week and I'm going to try to not spoil things from my goals that I had set. So aside from the things that were in my goals, I got my gold team rocket badge. <laughs> can you believe it 1000 go rocket oh encounters God. do you want to know what i'm at what are you at like 20 um i am at 263 you're you're close you're really close yeah 730 to go light at the end of the tunnel next rocket event you got it aside from that i caught two new 100 percents this week actually just today um, I hatched a Lola Meowth. It's my second 100% Lola Meowth. I don't know what to do with them except keep them. And a 100% Spoink. Ugh. Just in the wild. I was like, 
this is cool. Sure. Great. So we're keeping that, I guess. I also hit 5 million total Stardust, which I took a picture of and then promptly spent half a million of. <laughs> and uh, that's pretty much it. But let's roll right into the goals because this is related. Kyle, you wanted to hit your Platinum Breeder Medal. Did you manage? I did do that. Yes. Oh, awesome. What about Catch Tornadus Therian form? No, no, I didn't. Okay. I couldn't. I couldn't bring myself to. I didn't want to rate it. <laughs> Carry it over next week. Next week. Uh, uh, what about your spring collection challenge? No. What honestly, are you missing? Honestly, I just 100% totally forgot about it because I haven't gotten out to play in like two days. A day. Well, that's how long the event has largely been going for. So, so. that's why I like I saw it the first day and I'm like, oh, yeah, that that's the thing. I'll, I'll get to that. And then I just straight up forgot about it. What are you missing? Anything in particular? Uh, I still haven't caught a chancy. Oh, okay. Uh, that's the one in particular that I'm missing. Azumarill, but, I know, is a holdout for some people because it's in raids or. Yeah, I'm, I'm also missing that as well. But mm-hmm. I don't I don't mind doing that in a raid. That's Have you gotten any of the, the event tasks yet? No. D- dude, there's there's a catch 15 execute task. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a I catch 25 execute task. That's absurd. But the catch 15 execute task gives an evolved form. What does it give again? Azumarill. Oh, yeah. So it gives the Azumarill. And so people are like, yeah, stack that. Do do a bunch of those because then catch yeah. it on Snivy Day and get a bunch of Stardust. Oh, there you go. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and then uh, that was it. So you are two. Sorry, you're one out of three this week. Yeah, not, not a good three. week this week for me. That's OK. You said you didn't get a chance to play. I think that's rather respectable all the same. I'm proud of you for that breeder medal, buddy. Welcome. Welcome to the high echelon of, I had of uh, buy more egg hatchers. incubators last night. Oh, no. Boo-hoo. Uh, God. It's OK. You'll uh, use them. We got community day coming up. But it's supposed to be beautiful. That. Uh, yeah, but it's a Sunday. And you didn't take the day off, did you? No, I didn't have switch. enough time. They announced it like right after I know the we, schedules were we posted. Make that, we make that joke and I forget that it's actually a reality for you. Uh, <laughs> you should try to get it switched. We should meet up at a, at a park and stand very far away from each other and yell <laughs> smart comments at each other uh, during the entire event. For sure, May. For sure in May. Okay. All right. I'll hold you to that. For myself, I wanted to get any shiny. I didn't say event shining this time any shiny whatsoever and as of like 90 minutes ago i thought i was gonna fail this but i took one last walk across the street and back like a mile and i caught a shiny fletchling now not the <laughs> best shiny in the world in this case because i have a million of them but we take those <laughs> we take those uh did i hit level 46 i did i also hit that like 90 minutes ago and I wanted to hatch 100 eggs. I'm sad to say I only hatched 89. I'm 11 short of my goal this week. But it wasn't for a lack of trying, let me tell you that. And then also do the spring collection challenge. I finished that in day one. No big deal. No big deal. So three out of four. Darn it. I thought I was going to have that one in the back. But you know what I did? My, my big mistake was when I head out to leave for the event, I loaded up on 7K eggs. Instead of just waiting to get 2K eggs. So I could have done another couple of rounds probably within the the stretch of hatching those 7Ks. Oh. You know, but here we are. Anyway, enough of that. Let's get right into the show here, starting, of course, with the news section. All right. First piece of news is yet another little addendum to the uh, Go Battle League Season 7 like master post. 
we, we now for the upcoming Great League remix, we have a ban list. The list of the most used Pokemon in the Great League is here. These Pokemon will not be allowed in the Great League remix, which will run from Monday, April 12th at 1 p.m. to Monday, April 26th at 1 p.m. PDT, also known as Niantic time. And the list is as follows. Venusaur, Raichu and Alolan Raichu, Marowak and Alolan Marowak, Azumaro, Umbreon, Skarmory, Swampert, Kyle, you're in the clear, Gilvantula, Stunfisk, and Galarian Stunfisk, also known as G-Fisk, which I absolutely love that shortened version of it, <laughs> Yeah, and Talonflame. Oh, yeah. So while this list might not be fully comprehensive if you are a, an active battler, uh, it is quite a broad list. Uh, now, I do want to point out that Fish and DeFi-E are going to be talking about this much more intelligently than we are later on in the show. So we're not going to spend a whole lot of time on it, but I am interested in gathering a certain Kyle's hot take or any take whatsoever. So thoughts, feelings, anything on this? I got just like a couple of feelings. I think the list is very interesting because it's a combination of what a lot of people would consider budget options and then other much more meta options like Alolan Raichu, which is good, but I imagine it's more on this list because you can catch one from a raid, unlock a second move, and then use it. And that's probably what happens a lot in the very low ranks of Go sure. Battle League. Sure. That's not to say it's not competitive. It's just used more is what you're saying. Yes. I'm, I'm not saying that Alolan Raichu is bad because it's not. A, it's, it's fairly good in Great League, but right. it's, it's very interesting. I don't think it's that good. But the one that stands out to me is that Umbreon is on this list, which is, uh, you know, requires a community day move to work first off. And that just kind of stands out even more for me. You know, um, I would have agreed with you, but I played a fair amount of GBL this season, not as much as last season, but even last season. I was seeing people bring in Umbreon that didn't have last resort at all, or they didn't use it when they really should have. So I think some people are just bringing them because they heard people say that Umbreon okay. was good. That's a fair, that's a fair thought. And then of course, Talonflame, which is really good, is mm -hmm. also probably only there because the everybody has one. Happened. Everybody <laughs> has one. Yeah. Very, very true. Very true. Uh, yeah, I think I, I share your sentiment here. You know, this list is all Pokemon that I recognize and see on the regular in Great League because, as Kyle and I have mentioned before, when we do choose to play GBL, it is Great League more often than not if we can get it. Um, although Ultra League is starting to to get a special place in my heart. My little muck with the Acid Spray can shine a little bit, <laughs> despite people telling me not to do that. <laughs> but yeah, Great League, absolutely. So looking forward to remix at all, Kyle? Are you going to give it a swing? I mean, sure, why not? It doesn't help that two of my most used Pokemon are on this list, but <laughs> sure, there's other options. Stuff like Altaria isn't banned. I don't have a defense form Deoxys, so I don't have that to use, but, mm. you know, there's, there's something that might be interesting there. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it, too. But anyway, uh, we'll leave, like we said before, the rest of the discussion around this topic to the actual professionals, not us filthy amateurs. So next piece of news here is Rivals Week. We talked a lot, a lot about this when it first showed up in the April overview article, but now we finally have some details. Trainers, some legends arise from the power of friendship, while others arise from fierce rivalries. 
the season of Legends continues with Rivals Week, an event celebrating rivalries between Pokemon. Squelp and Clauncher will be making their Pokemon Go debuts. Plus, Therian Form Landers will be appearing in five-star raids for the first time. So we have a chance to run that uh run the new catch goal that this week, Kyle. A different <laughs> one for sure, if you want to. When is this event happening? Tuesday, April 13th at 10 a.m. to Sunday, April 18th at 8 p.m. local time. Features include Skrelp and Clauncher will be making their Pokemon Go debut, like we said. They'll be appearing in the wild in raids and encounters after you complete field research tests. So everywhere. Good, good, good. Theory Informed Landers will also be making its Pokemon Go debut. Encounter the Abundance Pokemon in five-star raids. Enjoy the Rivals Week Challenge in the Global Challenge Arena. All trainers around the world can work together to win raid battles and unlock a two-times catch Stardust bonus for the duration of the event. Boy, I know where my time is going. Pokemon known for their rivalries will be appearing more often in the wild, such as Hitmonchan, Hitmonlee, <laughs> called it, baby, Makuhita, Metatite, Zangoose, Seviper, and more. Metatite and Makuhita, we didn't call out, but that makes a lot of sense. You know what? I'm, I'm going to pause right here. It's a good stopping point. I call false on these competi- these rivalries. Okay, okay. I don't believe there is a Pokedex entry that puts Metatite and Makuhita as enemies. But I think it's like opposites. But they're but they're not. Also, I'm, I'm going to take offense about Dragalge and Cloudser as enemies because I also don't think they're rivals either. They just happen to be next to each other in the Pokedex. <laughs> I, I literally, while you were reading that, I went and looked over both of their entries really quick. Neither of them mentioned the other one. Wow. So I'm just, I want to know where the logic came from here. But but at the same time, we both said when we talked about this, we hope they took some creative liberties so there was more of a variety. Yes, but. That's, so that's I, what they did. I feel like the flagship of them should have been a fit more fitting rivalry. I don't know. Maybe someone can tell me why they're more rivals than what meets the eye. I think maybe Zangoose and Seviper should have been the lead pairing because that makes the most sense. Yeah. Anyway, the following Pokemon will be hatching from five kilometer eggs throughout the event. Machop, Tyrogue, Elekid, Magby, Makuhita, Metatite, Zangoose, and Seviper. Oh, cool. We can hatch Zangoose and Seviper from eggs. That's pretty sweet. Mm, I mean, maybe. (laughs) Rivalries. I'm going to leave that there. We'll talk about eggs a little bit later, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> rivalries will continue in raids as well pokemon like nitto queen nitto king zangoose seviper and more will be appearing in raids enjoy event exclusive field research tasks that will lead to encounters with rival pokemon such as Skrelp and clauncher as well sources tell us that team go rocket will be taking over pokestops more often their balloons will also be appearing more frequently here's your chance to get that gold medal kyle not on your life <laughs> it's gonna happen in like five years it's yeah, gonna be great maybe. yeah so uh thoughts feelings anything you're particularly excited about we already know how you feel about the pairings but yeah. is there anything on here that you're like actually i'm pretty pumped about this one particular aspect not especially i think it's a fine event that's i'm probably most excited about therian landorus as long as its moveset doesn't get like kneecapped what but what about the new pokemon kyle they're fine. They'll they'll happen. They're not really relevant, as we'll talk about in a moment and gear up. But yeah. I I love Cloudser 
and Clauncher. Like a lot. I think they're a great design. And I think they rival Krabby and Kingler really closely. I don't know about that. I, yes. I wouldn't go that far. Krabby and Kingler have a special place in my heart, but yes. I guarantee you that Krabby and Kingler would not have the special place if Ash didn't have one in the anime. No, no, they would because they're just crabs. But Clowitzer has a giant claw. I'm not saying he's not cool. I'm just saying he looks like a fantastic beast. And Krabby does, is doesn't just really look like a fantastic beast. A he crab. just looks like a crab with a big claw. Yeah. Yeah. And uh Clauncher definitely just looks like a lobster. It's a blue lobster. The Trindamir like, of crabs. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a, I don't like drag algae. I, I have never liked it. I think it is a dumb Pokemon design personally. Really? Really. Interesting. Like, okay. Uh Screlp is kind of okay. It's kind of a cute, like small form Pokemon, but I I have never liked drag algae. Do you know what a sea dragon is? I mean, yeah. Like the actual animal, not like a myth. Uh, I mean, I bet you if I saw one, I would know what we're talking about. That's it. It looks exactly like these Pokemon look like. Yeah, but that doesn't that doesn't mean it is good. <laughs> OK, that, that's fair enough. I'm just trying to make a point here. Uh, maybe you'll appreciate Screlp and Dragalge later on in the show. A little bit of foreshadowing. Personally, I'm very excited whenever they add new Pokemon. Of course, I'm a collector at heart, so that's where my heart is when I'm looking at this event. Uh, but yes, you know, if Theory Inform Landorus gets an awesome move set, I will be there. I'll be banging out those raids one after the other. I want to get that form in, especially if it's a very, very good ground typing, because I'm tired of using Mr. Slapman himself. Groudon all the time. <laughs> I love me some Groudon, but the animation has to go. I, I need a little bit of variation in my life. <laughs> I mean, Darian Landers could just have Mud Slap too, or Mud Shot. They, they could, is. but if I have to choose between Slap Man and Slap Cat, like I, I let me just have both, I guess, instead of just six Slap. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how to describe this. Yeah. But this also, this Global Challenge Arena thing jumps out to me. I'm excited to see how this is going to kind of play out where we unlock this two times catch Stardust bonus for the duration of the event. I hope that we unlock it as soon as possible <laughs> so that we can enjoy that bonus. But this I don't know is, what to expect. This is this is where my cynic just comes out so much that I wasn't going to say anything about it. Sure. But because you're excited about it. I'm not going to be because like two times catch Stardust is great. Unlocking it is fine. It's very strange to have it tied to an unlock and the duration of the event because the event's not that long. It's only it's five days. Fun. Yeah, but I bet it's like do 100,000 raids or something like that, like it globally. So we'll do that I, in an hour. You know, I just yeah, but it's why is it raids? I mean, obviously, we know why it's raids. That's a rhetorical question, but I just don't think this kind of unlock works in the frame of an event that is so short without the unlock being a focus of the event. Sure. And I think, I think that they did this right. I think two times catch stardust is enough for people will care about it enough to do it, but not so much that if we unlock it halfway through, they'll all be upset about it. If it was three times or four times catch stardust or two times catch stardust and two times like experience on catch or something like that. And it was a really good bonus. People would be salty. If we unlocked it too late, 
But I think it's in the sweet spot for them to kind of explore this facet of an event. And I'm, mean, I'm happy that they're trying something newish. We've seen stuff like this before with like GoFest with Global Unlocks for sure. Ultra Unlocks, stuff like that. So it's cool to see it like scaled down to like just a week long, not even a week long event. I know why they're doing it like this because I understand because I just had an, a, like a, an epiphany. I guarantee you that like numerically events are the most popular at the start of the event unless it's a really big event or you know a really well done event so they're testing out something where you unlock it part way through so that's going to entice more people to play versus the people who binge it for two days and then don't need to do any more for three more sure that's fair enough and then hopefully those people feel like they had a big impact on the rest of us, even if their interest peters out over yeah, the course don't worry. of the Let me just go do I'll go do 100 raids in those first two days. No big deal. You do 100 raids in any given amount of time period, which would be that that would be amazing. Uh, I'd love to see that. Someone get me the poker coins and feed me the remote invites <laughs> and then pay your bills. So all you have to do is sit on your couch and raid all day. Take yeah, bathroom and nice. snack breaks. I'd do it. Yeah, hey, that'd be great. That'd be great. If some, hey, if somebody wants to sponsor the show so we can do that, we're listening. Our, <laughs> our DMs are open, as they say. <laughs> anyway, uh, the last piece of news here really quick is that the friends list increase is now officially live for everybody. You can now have a total of 400 friends. And yes, before you jump on the bandwagon, lots of people have reminded Kyle and I that we don't open gifts. And that uh, this does not serve us in any way. So why are we excited about it? I'm excited for everybody else. <laughs> I'm very excited for everybody else. I've actually made a point the past like five days to be opening and sending gifts uh, just because I, I really need to start caring about it for XP again. So hopefully <laughs> people will get off my back. Maybe, maybe not. I, I, it's kind of hard to get away from this persona now for both of us. But I've been making somewhat of an effort. Yeah. It's hard to decide now who whose gifts I open. <laughs> sure, sure. My my favorite thing is that people will will like initially start to rag on both of us about it, and then somebody or they will be like, "Actually, Kyle's opened up my gift every day for the past four days." And I'm like, "Thanks, <laughs> yeah, thanks, man. You, you've left me out to dry, Kyle. I appreciate that." Uh. <laughs> but anyway, that was the news section. Looking forward to the rivals event. Uh, I am Kyle sort of is <laughs> and uh, and there's that. So let's move right into gear up. I'm excited for this one. So this week on gear up, we're going to talk about drag algae and Clowitzer and whether you should care from a usefulness standpoint, regardless of whether you like the Pokemon or not. Okay. First up is drag algae poison dragon type, which is, is neat. I don't, that's a unique typing, isn't it? Oh, Eternatus is Poison Dragon. Eternatus is Poison Dragon? Yeah, I didn't like that when I used it through my playthrough for raids and stuff. But So, until Gen 8, this was unique typing. <laughs> Anyways, for stats, 177 attack. Not very good, especially for someone with dragon typing. 207 defense. And 163 stamina. Not the best stats. It's move pool. And I want to make it clear that these are subject to change. These can change. This is just what is it's assumed to have when it comes out. Fast moves are Dragon Tail, 
acid and water gun and charge moves are outrage gunk shot hydro pump and aqua tail first off four charge moves it's too many it's too many <laughs> just be thankful you don't ever have to tm this guy save all those for your mew or your hypno or whatever you're going to use them <laughs> hypno the punch snorlax master? snorlax has five right yeah something like that yeah but now is drag algae any good no it's not it's not good at all in pve it is absolutely awful as a dragon type there's some steep competitions for dragons it's almost not even worth mentioning it has an abysmal dps of 12.59 i think i think rayquaza sits at like 18.2 something like that Mm -hmm. garchomp sits at like 16.9 it's just salamance and dragonite are also in like 16 dps it's it's awful Mm -hmm. poison type poison's not very useful in pve in general unfortunately just from the nature of how the game works but it's still bad anyways 12.15 dps for poison compared to roserade's 17.42 so it's just just no it's awful <laughs> I think Chris may have the exact data later, but I think Dragalgy maxes out at like 1600 CP. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about the specific so CPs later. Yeah, but that in mind for PvP, I'm not going to say very much, but it's not good. It's ranked over 200 in both Great and Ultra League. So there's 200 and some odd Pokemon considered better in terms of how many matchups it wins. But it's on the board. I mean, yes, but when you consider that there's only like, I don't know, like 390 Pokemon on the board on PV Poke for Great League, yeah, being ranked 283 is not good. <laughs> so one thing I'd like to point out that was a personal point of frustration for me while I was doing research for the show as well, just like you did, that on, on surface value, if this Pokemon had good stats, this Pokemon would be would be fantastic it has three double move type specific sets right yes and two of them are stat which is fantastic you don't see this on pokemon with good stats they don't have good moves <laughs> yes more often than not dragon tail and outrage acid and gunk shot and then water gun with either hydro pump or aqua tail you can kind of make a case for either probably aqua tail depending but if it was competitive this pokemon would be spectacular and in the moves that are available for these typings, these are good moves. Yeah, definitely agree. Drag Algae got a much better move set than it deserves when you consider how some Pokemon have been hung out to dry. <laughs> but I but I like this on Pokemon that are less competitive stats wise, giving them a lot of moves to make them interesting, especially in like, you know, auto recommended situations. If you're playing just for fun, yeah. as like a flex pick or something like that or like a draft. Like, that's that's very cool. I will say, though, you say it has three potential movesets like that. I say it's missing coverage when you see it like that. What do you think it's missing? Well, I mean, I'm not saying a specific gap, but I'm saying that if you ran a dragon fast move and then you had, I guess you can run dragon fast move water poison as your charge move. So it's an option. Yeah, yeah, you could. One thing I found funny when I was looking up the stats and everything for drag algae was that Screlp is poison water. It's not dragon. Mm-hmm. 
And as a result, it has less weaknesses and more resistances than drag algae. And I thought that was funny. That is interesting to hear you say out loud. <laughs> yeah. I was like, ooh, I, I looked at Scrout first. I'm like, ooh, look at this list of resistances and, and stuff like that. It looks pretty good. And then I went over. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, you just, just switch some stuff around. <laughs> right, right. That's awesome. That's awesome. But tell me about Clowitzer. Oh, Clowitzer. It's mono water type. Don't see a lot I'm of out. just straight I'm out. water. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, Krabby's mono water. Yeah, but there's other factors at play there. <laughs> stats. 221 attack. 171 defense. 174 stamina. The moves. Remember that everything is subject to change when officially released. Fast moves of Water Gun and Smackdown. Smackdown. And charge moves of Crab Hammer, Ice Beam, Dark Pulse, and Water Pulse. Now, said the magic words there, it knows Crab Hammer, which is good. (laughs) So in PvE, it's almost identical to Kingler in terms of stats, in terms of DPS, in terms of TDO. Really? Yes. Huh. And it's slightly better than Crawdont. So it's it's good. Basically, Crab Hammer puts this thing on its back and carries it. Mm-hmm. That's it. No, it, it has a it has a decent attack. You know, let's not forget about that. But but it's DPS 16.11 and it's TDO of 560 compared to Kyogre's 17.34 DPS and TDO of 919. So Kyogre, which is the best non-shadow water type, not counting Mega Blastoise. It's still got to beat by like quite a lot. Let's let's not mm. go anywhere here. But 16.1 DPS is nothing to scoff at. And it's if you considered Kingler usable as a water attacker, Cloudser is 100% usable as a water attacker as well. Last note, PvP, the answer is no. And that's it. There's, there's, there's nothing else to say. Now, is it because of the monotyping or the move set or both or what? Honestly, it, it's probably a combination of both. But I imagine that the high attack and comparatively low defense and stamina probably makes yeah. it pretty squishy. Combined with not bringing a ton of necessary stuff to Great League, especially. Uh-huh. Yeah, glass cannons don't really have a, a big place to shine unless your team is built around them. Especially a water glass cannon. And right. me, correct me, someone else, if I'm wrong, but a lot of the popular water types are tanks. Or at the very least, can tank hits. Yeah. Right, like a, like a Gyarados or something. Yeah. Sure. That said, I'm excited for Cloudster. I, I like Cloudster a lot. Not so excited for Drag Allergy. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for that. Let's see if we can't change your mind because the next section (laughs) is Pokalore. And this week we're covering Skrelp and Dragalge, the mock kelp Pokemon. As in they are like kelp, not that they're making fun of kelp because I don't think kelp would care for that. That'd be kind of rude. Anyway, first up is Skrelp, of course. Skrelp is a brown aquatic Pokemon that resembles a common sea dragon. And if you don't know what a sea dragon is, again, outside of myth and legend purposes, I suppose, it is an actual animal. I'd recommend go taking a look. If I remember, I'll put a link in the show notes. It looks just like this Pokemon. It's actually pretty dope. 
It has a purple face and neck, red eyes rimmed with black, a tubular upturned snout, a leaf-like pectoral fin on either side of its head, and a large roundish lump on top of its head. A light blue round growth is attached to the back of its head by a thin brown stem. Its back has a slight hunch with a blunt spike. On either side of its body is a rounded light blue fin, and it has a striated purple belly. Its tail is composed of three leaf-like fins. Squelp is a poor swimmer, so it camouflages itself as seaweed to hide from enemies to hide from enemies while storing power for evolution. Squelp rides the seaweed as a form of traveling the ocean. It also uses this technique to hide from prey, which it sprays with liquid poison when approached. <laughs> However, its main source of food is rotten seaweed. Squelp is known to coexist well with Delmise. That's nice. Yes. So why didn't we get Delmise? Hmm. Well, because they're not rivals. They're companions, I suppose, or something. They're like buddies. They're yeah. buddies. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Dragalgy's next route. Galgy is an aquatic Pokemon that resembles a common sea dragon as well. Its body is curved in a way that vaguely resembles the number three. Its sides are a light purple with slender vertical lines, while most of the rest of its body is a dull brown. There is a light purple patch on its face surrounding its red eyes. It has a tubular upturned snout on the back of its head is a thin appendage. On top of its head is a red leaf-like crest with two brownish green antenna. On either side of its body is a skinny leaf-like appendage, and its tail fin also resembles a large leaf. There are three small spikes along its back. Dragalgy is a territorial Pokemon that will spit poison at whatever trespasses on its territory. Got some confidence on evolution, I see. Its poison is strong enough to melt the hulls of metal tankers. Ooh. As a result, it is said that ships sailing through the seas where it lives never return. It hunts by hiding itself in seaweed and then ambushing prey with a spray of poisonous liquid. However, it is known to coexist well with Delmice, so that, that persists through evolution. That's really nice. Dragalgy can create dragon energy by absorbing the sunlight through the plume on its head. There you go. There's there's your uh, reasoning for the dragon typing. Photosynthesis. No. That's Yeah, that sounds like something that was written by a five-year-old. A little bit, but at the same time, I think they're just trying to do justice to the sea dragon inspiration. But like, what what does it have to do with creating dragon energy from the sun? Well, it has to come from somewhere. It comes from within. <laughs> it's the power of your heart, your yeah. dragon spirit. That's right. Stats. We already touched on some of this, but there's some new information here as well. Max CP specifically at 40 is 2383 and at 50, 2694. As oh. Kyle mentioned, nothing at all to write home about. You shouldn't even think about writing that letter at all. 163 stamina, 207 defense, and 177 attack. Yikes. Not very good. Best move set. Can you compare water gun with Tail or Hydro Pump if you want to? Dragon Tail without rage or acid with gunk shot. Don't use it in PvP. Just rewind. We said all this stuff just a little bit ago. <laughs> so, uh, Kyle, did I change your mind? Do you like it now that you know it sinks ships? No. And looks like wet leaves? No. What? I thought wet leaves was like your aesthetic. <laughs> you, you strike me as a wet leaf sort of guy. <laughs> no. That said, I like that this Pokalore includes Delmize, and I really want Delmize and Go. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm a big fan of Delmize, which also has like seaweed hanging off of it so there's your tie-in true absolutely okay also so a ghost so you know what do you, what do we, you we've got an in we've got an in <laughs> to uh to your heart via delmize i see how it is great i'm looking forward to it new pokemon i think it's neat 
Kyle says he doesn't like the design at all. I'm actually the opposite in this case. A lot of times we will agree in some way. I actually think this Pokemon is fantastic. So hard disagree, but that's an aesthetic choice. So I understand. I am a wet, a wet leaf sort of guy. So <laughs> there's that. Uh, but without further ado, I suppose the next thing is Pokepole. So last week's question was, other than Rayquaza, what new or existing Pokemon would you like to see come back for a raid weekend and why? Now, before we get started on these responses, I just want to say the responses on Twitter and in the Discord were all fantastic. And I had to cut them down because sometimes the section runs really quick and a lot of people said lots of the same thing. So thank you very much for everybody responding. Appreciate it. First answers from DeFi and she said. Niantic would make so much money on a Dialga raid weekend because of XL Candy. Oh, God, don't give them any ideas. Let's do it. already bad enough. Let's do it. I'm never going to get to use my effectively 100% Dialga at that rate. Nope. I will think of a real answer because I'm sure Niantic already knows that. Actually, I have it right now. I'd like to see regional Pokemon and raids again for a weekend like they did during GoFest, but do it for some of the other regionals like Tropius. Oh, please. Please give me Corsola. My God. Corsola <laughs> and like Heracross and Tropius. That's good. I, I, I want a chance to really hunt around for a bunch of Tropius and trade and try to get a good PvP one really bad. Yeah. Next one's from Matters, and he said, Hello, gents. I would love a regional world tour raid weekend. Two jam-packed eight-hour raid days starting at 10 a.m. and finishing at 6 p.m. local time. All three-star raids, one regional per hour per day. Saturday would be Pachirisu, Taurus, Bufalant, Carnivine, Maractus. Forgot that was in the game. Uh-huh. Heracross, Mr. Mime, and Mime Jr. Sunday would be Klefki, Tropius, Sigilyph, Torkoal, Chadot, Farfetch'd, Corsola, and Relicant. Alongside... This, a 5K egg event from 10 a.m. on Saturday and finishing at 6 p.m. local time on Sunday. This would have eggs hatching all other region Pokemon, including Pansage, Panseer, and Panpour. Alternatively, you could just drop all 16 of the main regionals into a blender for two days and watch our raid channel blow up. Also fun. <laughs> God, that sounds awful. That sounds incredible. You check yourself, Kyle. That's that like a dream event. Awful. I hatch eggs and I raid a bunch. This is ma- Modders knows his audience. Yeah. I'm all about this. Yeah, he's like, let me just go spend $100 for this weekend and then still not have the regionals I want, probably. Modders, if we get this event, I'm flying out there. Once it's safe to do so, we'll do this together. I don't care that you're across the ocean. Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) This will be an incredible weekend. But it's a good idea. Just too many. That's it. But I I can agree. I can agree with that. But but it does say, you know, one regional per hour per day. So there is organization to it. But it just means that if I need something in the second hour and the sixth hour, I can't do anything for the rest of the day. Well, you could hatch eggs. No. <laughs> Even There's if a little something for everyone. The the monkey Pokemon were in the eggs. Mm-hmm. If the pool was seventeen Pokemon of ones I didn't need, oh my god, oh, it would be awful. I would <laughs> the, do it. I would still do it, but yeah, I would complain the entire time. You'd at least give it a try. Yeah, I would do it because I need the Pokemon. There's so many regional ones I don't have. Very true. Very true. Next one's from Venusy, and they said regionals would be pretty rad. 
particularly non-Canto ones that haven't been readily available. Mm-hmm. I'll also echo Dialga. I only have one, and it isn't the best. And Kyogre. I don't have the shiny, and they'll need to release the Primal at some point. With the guaranteed XL candy now, I'd also go for Mewtwo again, despite how close we are to the Kanto tour. Also because I didn't get a shiny then. God, could you imagine our raid channel currently with the XL candy and Mewtwo and raids for a weekend? It's going to happen. It will eventually. It will. For unreleased stuff, struggling to think of what would get me to go as hard unless Xerneas or Arceus turn out to be super relevant. Xerneas, though, not going to be relevant unless they give it a new fairy fast move, unfortunately. God, let release Xerneas and then actually put more fairy moves in the game, please. I think they'd, they would have to if they wanted to drive some some initial or some, sorry, some non-initial interest for that Pokemon in the future. Yeah. If it came back after its first initial weekend or event or whatever the case I, might be. I think even on initial release, no one's going to care outside of collecting it. Uh, people will still slam them because they'll know that they will probably get moves on the back end later. Uh, or at least in good faith, we'll think so. There's a little more to the response, though. Arceus would at least make sense to grab a few relevant types, assuming it had the moveset to support them. Yeah. I actually haven't looked at Arceus's, uh stats, so I'm not actually sure how that would balance out with its var- variety of types and stuff like that. But it would, we're waiting one day. Uh, who are we kidding? They're never going to do Arceus. Come on. Well, they will. They'll just do it like they kind of did with Genesect, where they release different versions as different forms over time, right? Yeah, but it's... Each one could have a an exclusive move. Genesect's a little bit different, though, in that Genesect's held item only changes the type of move Technoblast is. I understand. I'm just saying so. they could just as easily probably swap that whatever that move is. They could assign a particular move to each form, and in that slot it would have that. No, but what I'm saying is that Arceus changes its actual type. It's not normal anymore. It's fire. It's not fire. Uh, uh, it's water. And right. So, I understand that. I'm saying that if they, they would release a normal one that had normal typing moves as part of its moveset, plus a couple of other things if you wanted to. But then like if they, you know, four months later released a fire version in raids, they would yeah. maybe give it something ridiculous like fire blast or even blast burn, which would be crazy. I don't know. Is, is Arceus one of those Pokemon that can like learn all of the moves like Mew? I don't sense. believe so. Maybe it can. I mean, it is Pokemon God, right? Yeah, thematically it makes sense, but practically probably not. I'm not sure. I'm not there's, sure. There's more responses though. We got sidetracked. I'm sorry. Sure, sure. <laughs> Next one's from Carlo. And they said, if it's only going to be for a single raid weekend, I'd definitely like to see a mythical comeback. Defense Deoxys is too good in PvP to not have it in some kind of rotation, even if the Pokemon company acts as the possibility of it being shiny. If it was going to be Kyogre Groudon, I'm honestly not interested until they get Origin Pulse slash Precipice Blades, unless Primal Forms come before the moves. But even then, I wouldn't want it to be only for a weekend, but a full month. I mean, that's fair. Uh, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't blame that at all. Yeah. The return of six-star raids with Primal, Groudon, and Kyogre. I would be so down so down five people minimum at level 40 with good counters. God, that sounds Let's awful, though. Let's do it. No, that sounds fantastic. That sounds prohibitively difficult, Chris. Great. 
Chris doesn't Chris doesn't want to think about everybody out there who is like just hit level 40 and still trying to save up stardust for those premium encounters. No, 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 no. Hold on. Hold on. Don't vilify me. I mean, please do. It's hilarious. But what I'm saying is that I, I want this to be difficult, but I think it'd be great if it coincided with our ability to go back to like live events and things like that where people are excited to get out and go meet with their friends and be like, let's get some ice cream and knock out some six star raids or whatever. Like, you know, I don't like the idea of stat checky stuff, but that's okay. Sure. So you don't like EX raids? Uh, No, I I dislike EX raids, but for a variety of reasons, (laughs) that's true. That's true. I kind of, I realized I asked that. I was like, there's a lot of factors to play there, (laughs) but at least you're like you're more or less guaranteed to have people show up to do it if it was interesting enough right so you didn't have to worry about getting people because it was so restricted sure last one's from john and they said palkia would be a very welcome return for me because i've got to farm candy for my solitary decent one i'm not too much of a fan of them crowding raid weekends so i love it getting its time to shine Uh Uh literally i mean that'd be great that'd be nice this week's Pokeball, what has been your most memorable Pokemon Go moment or story? Oh, oh, that's hard. It's a toughie. It's a toughie. Um, and we kind of spread out these sort of like touchy-feely big block post questions with some of the things that are like, what's your favorite Pokemon on purpose? It was, it was about time for a nice big one again. I've got a couple. Mm-hmm. Is I've one of them co- Larvitar Community Day? No, because that's that's not like a single moment because that's like the whole day and I'm not really going to count like that sure. specific. Sure. One in particular, it's not even that old, was when they dropped Gen 6 and the starters were out and everything like that. And Froki was super rare. And I sat down at work on a 10 and I opened my game and it said there was a Froki like four blocks away and i looked at my manager and i was like i'll be right back <laughs> i ran to my car i went and got it and i came back before my 10 was over but <laughs> oh you made it on time good yeah for it, you, was, it wasn't that far away but it was okay. side streets thankfully <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome that's that's one of the most recent memorable ones for me awesome uh, i think i've told the story on the show before but the story is too good for it to not be my favorite uh, during the initial legendary bird raids, the first weekend was as Articuno, I believe. Yes, yep. it was Articuno. Yep. And I was at my local area discord downtown area. We were all on foot. We had set up a meeting place of like a public park that had like some baseball diamonds and stuff like that in it. And we were going to meet at the first gym, which was one of the baseball diamonds. And the gym was actually like in the middle of like three of them three baseball diamonds so kind of far from you had to go over some grass and some dirt and like around a fence in order to get to the gym right and so we're all sitting there all gathering we're all spinning into groups and things like that and this van pulls up and uh the sliding door opens and kid one and then kid two hop out you know they're like you know 10 to 15 something like that they weren't like little but they had like their phones and they're excited to play the front doors open and mom and dad get out with their phones as well and you can tell they're all about to play because they're all talking about pokemon you kind of hear them and then i kid you not a ramp lowers from that sliding door and grandma in a wheelchair comes out and she's got an ipad 
some sort of tablet and they wheel her out to the middle of this baseball field and all of them raided together. And it was the most quintessential Pokemon Go moment I've ever seen. It was really, really something special and also just kind of a funny story. <laughs> so so that's mine. Uh, so, dear listener, if you have a fun story or particular moment that you'd like to share and, and send an, a response in, you can respond to the question we posted on Twitter. Or if you're a patron in our patron discord, more about that stuff and patrons later in the show. You can also send us a voicemail to 262-586-7717. Or, of course, you can always send us an email to mail at gocastpodcast.com. We also have a contact form on our website at gocastpodcast.com. And I failed to mention that though lots of people use it. So there is that as well. But before we do anything that has to do with electronic mail, anything even closely related to it, we're going to pass on over to Fish and DeFi, who this week are going to be doing a deep dive into the Great League remix, among other things. Over to you. Hi, I'm Fish on Hita. And I'm DeFi 250 and this is PvP Corner, the PvP segment that is currently on top of the remixed Great League rankings. DeFi, what is happening in PvP this week? Well, let's go ahead and start off with the Sylph Arena. For anyone who hasn't been paying attention, Fish and I currently have a bet going. We're trying to figure out who is going to do better in the Sylph Arena global rankings this season. I think it's DeFi. <laughs> and I think it's fish. So we currently have that bet going. We don't have a punishment for it yet, though. So be on the lookout for a, an official poll coming from the GoCast podcast Twitter account to see what the punishment is going to be. What were some of your favorite suggestions that we've gotten so far, Fish? Uh, we have gotten things like uh, making DeFi eat a Vegemite sandwich. Uh, which I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy. <laughs> um, uh, sing, having to sing a PvP corner jingle, uh, having to build an irrelevant Pokemon for PvP. We've gotten a few really good ones, so yeah, we'll, we'll settle on one, or maybe like one each, and then we will we'll definitely have that by the end of the season. Well, let's go ahead and check in. So my current Sylpharina global rank is 1,367. I had such a good Labyrinth Cup month, but Vortex just wasn't as kind to me, so I fell a bit. I'm still at that Challenger rank. Uh, and for me, it was the opposite. Um, Labyrinth was awful for me. Uh, Vortex was a lot better. And I jumped back inside the top 1,000 and managed to hit Ace. So I'm at 911 in the world. So even though I am a little salty about being lower in the global arena rank, I am at peace because I know I'm going to win this bet in the end. <laughs> All right, let's talk a little bit about the current self arena meta this season. The Prismatic Cup is a meta with a pre-approved list of mons that are separated out by color. You need to have one Pokemon from each of the color typings. If you take a look at sylph.gg slash cup slash prismatic, you can see the cup stats. So out of all the prismatic cups that are currently going on, what are some of the most commonly faced species? And we have for the top six, Hypno, Talonflame, Lantern, Driftblim, Shiftree, and Quagsire. Anything about those top mons stand out to you at all? Um, I find it really interesting that um, all but one of them is, I, I guess, a different color. So um, Hypno's in the yellow and white slot. Talonflame is in the red slot. 
Shift trees in brown, drip limbs in purple, and then Lantern and Quagsire are the only ones that share a colour in the blue slot. So um, there's clearly a favourite in each of those, ex- except for blue, where um, you know Lantern and Quagsire are the two clear favourites. But I have seen some different picks in some practice tournaments that I've been playing with, which have been really cool to see. Um, things like Cradilly and Tangrowth I've been seeing a little bit, and I think they are really cool, spicier options, mainly because they both have strong rock damage, uh, particularly with Talonflame being as popular as it is. Uh, both Cradilly and Tangrowth will be able to one-shot a Talonflame with their respective rock moves. Uh, also, Driftblim being popular, it's another flyer, so the rock damage will come in handy then. And, of course, Grass doing grassy things. It's it's uh, They're going to beat Lantern and Quagsire as well. So that's, that's already four of those six top Pokemon that are being beaten by this Grass-Rock combo. Also, Gliscor is another Pokemon that I have seen, which I, I didn't really look into very much initially, but I'm actually really intrigued now, and I might even see if it fits into my team, because it's a flyer that isn't weak to the same thing that other flyers are, except kind of like an icy wind from Driftblim. But it also has Night Slash, which can can hit back against Driftblim, and also uh, hits Hypno fairly hard, um, basically anything Ghost or Psychic. I did one quick practice tournament, and I ran three very meta Pokemon, Lantern, Talonflame, and Hypno. I ran a couple spicier picks that you mentioned. I really like Cradilly. I love, I've always loved Gliscor, but, Mm -hmm. oh, Night Slash is such a good move. So I'm a big fan. But kind of the stinker on my team was Alolan Raichu that I didn't really like. I don't really like the multiple turn fast moves. And for me, the spamminess of Thunder Punch didn't outweigh just how long it takes to get to Volt Switch. I already had Hypno with Confusion. So running, having both of those really slow moves on my team, in addition to Talonflame Incinerate, it just goes completely against the way I like to PvP, which is those really fast charging fast moves like Mud Shot. I really like... Um, like how Gliss, Gliscor, how quickly it gets to Night Slash, things like that. Fair enough. So we will keep you updated with that. In the meantime, Go Battle League is running DeFi. Yes, and we are currently in all three leagues. We have Great League, Ultra League, and Master League, and only the open versions of all of those. There's no Premier, there's no Classic. It's just Open Great, Open Ultra, Open Master. And Fish, I saw you were enjoying Open Great League yesterday. What were you doing on your stream? It was pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so um, I've been just uh, constantly on the search for you know ways to make GBL more interesting and entertaining on uh, social media. So uh, last night I was doing what I called the Great League Randomizer, which was I had a, a big spinny wheel full of all the Pokemon that I have built for Great League over my time, which is like there's a uh, hundred and forty odd different species or something like that, and I would spin three Pokemon up at random. Those three Pokemon would have to be my team for the next battle, and then I would also remove them from the wheel afterwards so that no no Pokemon was used more than once throughout the night. Just like the blindfolded battle that I talked about last week, I didn't do particularly well. I ended up on like 9 out of 25 wins, but I did really pick it up uh, in the last couple of sets. So like my last two sets were positive. 
That's really fun. I love seeing people do things and ways to make Go Battle League more interesting and more fun. Speaking of having fun, that's something I haven't really been doing with <laughs> Go Battle League lately. I was getting really frustrated because I kept losing. Just my, I couldn't get my teams together. I wasn't, I wasn't enjoying it. So my coping mechanism when I'm getting frustrated or stressed out with Go Battle League is I take a break. So I'm currently in the middle of taking a break from Go Battle League, um, just for a few days, putting it down, and then coming back into it later when I can be more excited about it. Yeah, and I think that's a super healthy attitude. Because the seasons are, are so long, you don't have to worry about like whether you'll hit rank 20 or hit legend or, or whatever uh, if you put the game down. like that, You've got a lot of time. So yeah, it's uh, I really like that you're able to just set it down and, and walk away for a bit until maybe the Remix Cup comes in. And speaking of the Remix Cup, that is going to be our deep dive for the week. So taking a look at the Great League Remix, they took out the top 10 Pokemon for the Open Great League. And those top 10 Pokemon that Niantic banned are Venusaur, Alolan Raichu, and the Kanto version, Alolan Marowak, as well as Kanto Marowak, Azumarill, Umbreon, Skarmory, Swampert, Galvantula, both Galarian Stunfisk and the regular old Unovan one as well as Talonflame. So those 10 species of Pokemon are out. Okay, so they're the 10 Pokemon. Is there anything on that list that stands out to you? As as like you're surprised that it made the list? Yeah, Alolan Raichu. Really? Yeah. <laughs> that's a really big Pokemon. I don't see it, but that's because I'm already up past rank 20. The more that I think about it, the more I think that Alolan Raichu might be a lot more common in the lower ranks because it's really accessible and it's a great Pokemon that can hit hard against some of these top meta picks like Skarmory and Azumarill. Yeah, that's fair enough. So then what about things that didn't make the list that surprise you? Altaria. Where is Altaria on this list? But again, Altaria, it takes 400 candy to evolve. Maybe it's just not as accessible to some players. Um, also, Medicham, Bastiodon, and Defense Deoxys are Pokemon that I am surprised aren't there. But again, when you think about it, they're pretty inaccessible Pokemon in themselves. So Medicham having to be at level 50, Bastiodon really benefiting from being level 50 and also just shield on just being so rare and defense deoxys uh, hasn't been in raids for like a year so a lot of a lot of people just don't have defense deoxys yet so it makes a lot of sense that those pokemon are not there so let's say when i read that list of the top 10 pokemon you thought to yourself oh no <laughs> i heard some of my team in there what am i going to do so Fish, we need to we need to come up with some replacements. What are some good Pokemon that can sub into those Pokemon spots? So the first one would be Venusaur. And if you were running Venusaur in your team, you would actually find a very, very close replacement in Ivysaur. Ivysaur is actually almost exactly the same in terms of uh, how it practically works. Um, it has the same typing. It's slightly bulkier than Venusaur even. And it runs Vine Whip and Sludge Bomb that Venusaur is running as well. The only difference is instead of Frenzy Plant, it runs Power Whip, which is a little bit slower, five extra energy, and not quite as damaging, but still does the job just fine. It's going to win a lot of the same matchups that Venusaur, a lot of the same matchups that Venusaur will. Umbreon, we all know, 
that there is another Umbreon out there. It is an Umbreon with wings. The Umbreon of the skies, Bruh. and that is Mandibuzz. Mandibuzz is a great substitute for Umbreon. It is equally thick, thick with four Cs, <laughs> and t- has that same dark type coverage. And if you want to replace Skarmory, Otaria can do very similar things as well. The only difference is that Dragon Breath, which I actually prefer the Dragon Breath than the Air Slash of Skarmory. It's such a damaging move that Altaria can even beat Registeel in the two shield. That's an example of how much Dragon Breath will just overwhelm you. If, you're, if you've been running Swampert, that's actually probably the easiest one to replace because a lot of the Mud Boys just do the same thing. So anything with a water ground typing will just you know have the, the same wins and losses. Whiskash is probably the most common one with its Mud Shot, Mud Bomb combination and that Blizzard that can hit back against grasses like no other mud boy can. And also a spicy one that doesn't get talked about too much is Marsh Tomp. It is, again, super spammy. Its charge moves are Mud Bomb, Surf, and Sludge, which are all 40 energy moves, and it also has that mud shot. Um, I used Marsh Tomp in the first ever regional championship for Silphorina, so uh, it was very good for me, and yeah, it, it... I recommend it. Now we've got to take a look at our Steel-type tanks with Galarian Stunfisk out of the picture. Your OG Season 1 Steel-type of Registeel is still great. Lock-On still generates energy like crazy, and even though Flash Cannon was nerfed, it's still quite a good move. Also, you have Bastiodon, good old wall face. Bastiodon has the benefit of having a really heavy damage fast move in Smackdown, and also does a lot of similar things that Galarian Stunfisk can do. Another thing you might need to replace is Talonflame, the new fire-flying Pokemon to the game. But the old fire-flying type is still quite good in Charizard. Charizard gets a lot of the same kind of wins and was doing quite well before Talonflame kind of came in and took over. So you could definitely bring Charizard back on your team. It's kind of been kind of sulking in the corner, <laughs> waiting to be invited back again. <laughs> um, and then finally, we've got... Azumarill and Galvantula. What should you replace your Azumarill or Galvantula with? I've got bad news for you. There is no replacement for Azu or Galvantula. Those two are just so unique in their offensive and defensive uh, typings that there is just nothing that can replace those two. So if you are running those, then you might have to look at changing up your team. And taking a look at the meta as a whole, with especially Azu and Galvantula out, with all of these kind of replacements tweaking the meta just a little bit, we do have some changes, even though it's generally Open Great League. Yeah, so um, because it is still essentially Open Great League, uh, we can't really break it down into the roles that you want to fill like we would with an Arena Cup. It's basically just small little shifts in... Uh, what's the most relevant uh, out of the whole Great League meta? So, for example, uh, a lot of these po- a lot of these Pokemon actually resist fighting moves. So, Venusaur, Alolan Raichu, Alolan Marowak, Azumarill, Galvantula, and Talonflame—they all resist counter. So, counter users suddenly get a big boost because of that. All the fairies start to come out and go, oh, yum, (laughs) something I can feast on. And so they become more popular. And then as a result of that, Pokemon like Bastiodon and Redisteel 
get a bit of a boost as well. So those are kind of your three that you want to be wary of. The fighting, the fairies, and the Bastion Redisteel as well. Oh, I forgot to mention also that Altaria uh, kind of does the same thing as fairies as well in beating those fighters. Taking a look at some Pokemon that are really benefiting from this remix, taking a look at the PV Poke rankings for the remix, we have Toxicroak is up 72 spots. It's all the way at number 23. Toxicroak is really happy that Pokemon like Skarmory are gone, and it's going to do really, really well against some of these alternate steel types like Bastiodon and Registeel. Another Pokemon that's going to do really well is Melmetal is up 79 spots, all the way up to rank 36 in PV Poke. Melmetal, again, doing pretty well against your Bastiodon Registeel combo, your Steel-type tanks with that superpower damage. Melmetal is super pleased to see Pokemon like Swampert out of the game, as well as Talonflame with that heavy Incinerate damage. And finally, the biggest winner we've got... Togekiss, Great League Togekiss, is up 107 spots. Wow. 107 spots! Yeah. It's all the way up to rank 38. Togekiss works really, really well against a lot of those fighter types that are really common now. Also, Togekiss is very happy to not see Venusaur get sl- and get sludged <laughs> anymore. It's happy to see AWAC gone. It's happy to see just kind of a lot of these Pokemon. Galarian Stunfisk, out of here. So Togekiss, really benefiting from this remix. With that, we are done. If you've got any questions that you want us to answer on air, send them through to mail at gocastpodcast.com or hit us up on Twitter at defie250 or at fishonaheater underscore. And we will see you or hear from you next week. All right, thanks, Fish and DeFi. That's some good ideas and some fun things to look out for. It's really going to kind of change how Great League sort of feels. <laughs> I'm excited to actually dig into this. I'm excited about it because uh, I actually want to participate in it. And Kyle said he's going to, and I'm going to hold him to that. So there we go. Oh. <laughs> I have not done Go Battle League since the last time it was Great League. Well, here's your opportunity. It's time for a rubber <laughs> remix. Absolutely. But speaking of holding you to things, there's something that you do every single episode, like for this section. Could you could you do that? Maybe it's time for emails. That's true. And no voicemails this week. Our first email is from Ketty Spikes. Hi, Chris and Kyle. Hello. My deepest apologies in advance for the long email. Namaste from all the way from South India. This is Ketty Spikes. I'm a casually serious player, Pokemon Go player, level 43. Like most people, I installed the app when it came out, and then I uninstalled it. I reinstalled (laughs) it in late 2018 after some of the students of the school where I was, a warden at, which I think is kind of like like an RA, uh, suggested it to me to incentivize my walking. Good idea. These past few years have been tough on me mentally, and Pogo has helped a lot. I can always depend on coming home after a long, hard day to the calming, relentless GBL lag to tire me enough to go to sleep. 
I would like to raise my concerns regarding the recent events in Pokemon Go. All right, this is going to get spicy. It's very natural for a gaming company to walk back on some things that are advertised, but never have I seen so much contradiction in the overall theme of just one event. How is a player supposed to hunt for the new cast form shiny only when it's raining? Are we all supposed to be wearing Ludicolo hats and buy water underwater phones, waterproof phones? Are we supposed to follow <laughs> lockdown rules, hoping that the free incense would come to the rescue? Secondly, the XL system. I understand Niantic is taking considerable steps against spoofing, but Pokemon like XL Galvantula, Scrafty, and Mandibuzz being so prevalent and overpowered in the Ultra League brings into light the loopholes of the system as this ultimately motivated spoofers to catch these Pokemon which would be rare spawns or hatches for other players. Would love your thoughts on this. We'll circle back to this. There's a little bit more to the email first. I don't just want to complain. I also want to compliment Niantic on their recent India-centric events with the Wayfarer Challenge and the Holly-themed event exclusive celebrating the Harvest Festival of Holly. Ever since the Zoe, Nick, and Holly came to India, I've been desperately expecting events on Indian festivals, especially in Diwali, which for my Western trainers is like the Indian Christmas. I've been hearing rumors that we might get one this year. So kudos to Niantic. That'd be kind of cool. I, I, they have been doing like region specific events. So there's an absolute chance. That'd be great. Love the podcast. Keep up the good work. My goals for this week are to get 2300 ELO in GBL. Walk at least 10 kilometers. Shiny vibes, y'all. See you next time. Great. Well, thank you very much for the the really great email appreciate always hearing different perspectives from different places of the world than where we are. Cause Kyle and I literally live rather close to each other. <laughs> Not a lot of variants going on there. <laughs> let me tell you, <laughs> but there's two things to address here. First of all is the pushback on the, on the weather event, which I think I'll speak for Kyle and I, uh, we both agree with you uh, that that event was a little bit less thought through than we would have probably liked given that rainy cast form alone was, promoted and uh didn't transcend the regular weather rules so i think we agree there do you want to add anything kyle or that pretty much hit the nail on the head nope i agree i thought it was very poorly handled specifically with the brainy cast form yeah. very very silly absolutely uh with the xl system underserving regular players because it benefits spoofers and i'm also going to put in uh people that use like auto walkers and things like that i agree I agree. If you're going to be, you know, looking for Joltix only and able to hop around and grab a whole bunch of them or hatch a lot of eggs faster to get more Scrafty and Vullaby and stuff like that. Like, I, I understand exactly where you're coming from. That being said, you know, I can't speak too intelligently about it being in GPL if it's as overbearing as this. Um, I'd have to look more into it or ask other people about it as well. But I haven't heard too much of people complain about XL candy is in reference to spoofing. Uh, Kyle, do you have thoughts on this? I've heard in passing mm -hmm. when XLs dropped, someone commented on our Discord, "Oh my God, this is a level fifty Umbreon." I don't, I don't remember what it was. It was like three weeks after Go Beyond had dropped literally wow. impossible for a normal person to have it so either they were the king of all mega players or a hardcore spoofer well they also could have just raided a bunch and just used rare candy i suppose but that's that's what i'm saying is like that's they're insanely hardcore oh gotcha 
dropping 50,000 rare candy. Yeah, that's a weekend. <laughs> I'm joking, obviously. So I, I do think it's a very real problem, especially for some for some very relevant Pokemon. Like I just checked XL Scrafty is like rank 30 in Ultra League. Mm-hmm. It's, it's quite good and it needs to be level 49. So there's that. I do think it's a problem, especially as somebody who has hatched untold numbers of 7k eggs trying to get xl stunfist candy but i I don't have any other thoughts except i i do think it's a problem and there's no way to address it so (laughs) yeah yeah the only real the only real thing that nyanta could do is make a very public push and campaign against these sorts of abusive behaviors but i think in that case it might do some more harm than good kind of like dare programs in our elementary schools where it brought to the forefront it let people like it's supposed to be an informational program that brought <laughs> like hey kids don't do drugs they're bad right but then got everybody in the room to think about drugs as a result because they find out to where them. to get them because it's <laughs> all right right and so you know talking about the problem brings awareness to the problem which also means that people that would not have otherwise known about it and not done it then might be motivated to do so because people like to do the opposite of what they're supposed to do all the time. Yeah, it's like I didn't even know auto walkers were a thing until right. not that long ago. And then I found another degree of them in passing. And I'm like, oh, I'm glad that that's not like posted on every social media everywhere it's for everyone right. to know. But right. So, yeah, I think Kyle's right. There's not a, really a whole lot to do except hope that Niantic is handling the problem in their own way and in ways that we're not aware of. I mean, they do remove accounts frequently. Uh, so, yeah, let's just cross our fingers and hope that the situation gets better. But thank you very much for your email and for bringing awareness to these issues. Next emails from John. And they said, hey, there, Chris and Kyle. Hi. Now, I tend to ask very critical questions when I send these and analyze everything that Niantic does under the scope. But this week, I'm going to ask two carefree fun questions. I don't know if I like those. (laughs) First question is regarding Team Go Rocket. You guys have made it known that you are not big fans of the Go Rocket gameplay in the game. Why is that? The 20% buff on attack and 20% nerf on defense is not really worth it in the long run to invest in a shadow Pokemon. Don't ask me why, but I personally love this content of the game and am pushing for that platinum medal. I'm currently at 1338 out of 2000. Wish me luck. I hope I can achieve this before the end of the year. Why don't we pause answer this question first before continuing? Sure. I don't have any particular issue with the content. I think it's good. I I think it's I think shadows are worth the investment. Objectively speaking, it's worth the investment. I'm just not that interested in it. I have not a whole lot of insight on the topic overall. I don't like having to hunt and find the grunts if you like want to actively do the content. And and that's that's kind of the sticking point for me. Okay. I have come a long way since my initial opinions of uh, of Team Go Rocket content. And it has grown a lot. There's a lot more variety now. One of my issues before is that it was very boring, very formulaic. And it took a lot of time. One issue I still have is that when I'm out like in a park doing laps or walking or whatever, 
in order to do a, a rocket grunt and not feel like I'm missing out on spawns and other things while I'm walking, I have to stop what I'm doing and do it. And it kind of yeah. breaks my preferred flow of the game. And Kyle, you, you feel the same way about this. We talked about it. Yeah, I think it, it kind of boils in with what I just said in that the best way to do rocket grunts is to only go do rocket grunts is to go from stop to stop to stop to stop and not play the rest of the game yeah. or have a peripheral play the rest of the game for you. Well, so also additionally to that, there has been uh, like when we were doing car play during the winter, because there's nowhere to walk. <laughs> yeah. Like I would go park on a town square nearby, which is a lot of stops, a lot of spawns. Everything would be lured up. I would have my instance going everything. And only when I ran out of spawns, which was very rare, would I then move on to rocket stops. But I would do that because I was stationary and I didn't have another option. I think that kind of boils down to one more reason in that to me, it's not worth the time investment if I'm actually playing the game. Shadow Pokemon, 100% worth it. Yeah. But only for like 5% of them. But whatever, that's a separate issue. That's an RNG issue. But the actual reward for doing it's not worth it. When we've had events where it's double or triple the reward, I love doing them because I actually feel like the two and a half minutes you spend doing it is worth a thousand Stardust versus the 20 Pokemon I could have caught in those three minutes. Right, right. And that's the one that really gets me. But like I said, I've come a long way and I do got up my way to do them now before I would just kind of ignore them because I would rather have just caught Pokemon and and zoned out. But I have gone out of my way to do them, especially now that there's more appropriate Pokemon that I want to look for the shadow buff on. Like I have a 100% shadow Arcanine. I will absolutely invest in that Pokemon at some point in time because it'll be awesome. It'll be just really cool to have. Um, that being said, I, I just hit the 1,000 out of 2,000. I'm not so sure if I would want to set that as a goal for like this year for myself, but I oh, wish you so the many. best of luck. I don't know. Maybe it could be. I've done so many more now than I ever thought I would. So there we go. But that's an excellent question. But yeah, I think Kyle and I, our opinion has changed over time, but largely the same. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But there's more to the email. Second question. I just want to know your top three desired shinies that you don't currently have right now. For me, they would have to be shiny Gibble, Teddy Ursa, and Croagunk. Oh, Croagunk's such a good shiny. Mm-hmm. Honorable mention for shiny Dino. Anyway, that's all I've got this week. Hope you guys have a great start to the week as we start this new short Easter event. Have a good one, guys. Later. Most desired shinies. Top three. Most desired Top shinies. Three. Dino's got to be on there for me. Really? I think Dino's on there. Mostly because I mean, I've I've caught so few Dino in general that it would it would be pretty great. <laughs> I'd like to have one, but I I am not personally hype about it. You know what I mean? I've got my list of three. Okay, go ahead. Number one is a wingle of my own catching. <laughs> I knew it. Um, I have lots of offers on the table to trade. And I've got one from Kyle, uh, but I'd, I'd like to catch one of my own just because I, I love Wingle. So again, special place in my heart right next to Krabby for sure. Secondly is a shiny rufflet. I would flip a lid if I got oh, okay. a shiny rufflet. Okay. Absolutely. And lastly is a shiny timber. I've been trying and trying mm. and trying and I have been able to find one. It's a very low chance and, uh, it's becoming a white whale for me for sure, but not one that I vocalized really up until now. Okay.
All right. I've got mine, I think. One of them is Shiny Dino, purely for the rarity's sake. The other, Shiny Riolu. Ooh. God, I haven't seen a Riolu in forever. I forgot that Shiny was available. I know. That's why I went scrolling through the list. I'm like, ooh, that. Uh-huh. Yeah. And this one's going to be a little bit weird. Shiny Duskull. I don't have. Okay, that's a lie. I do have one. Chris traded it to me. It might have even been the trade we did for the the Wingle. I don't remember. But it's I maxed it out. It's the one that I maxed out for my ghost challenge. But I've never caught one myself. On GoFest, I specifically targeted Duskull. GoFest 2019, not 20. And every ghost event, I'm checking every single one. And I'm still salty that Chris went to the bathroom at the start of 2019's GoFest. And he came back and he's like, I caught a shiny dust skull. And an Absol. Yeah. So that's on there. I don't even need it anymore. But I want it. All right. Plus, you need two more anyway. I, I'm, not, I'm not too torn about that. okay all right well thank you for the email there john appreciate it next one's from matthew hello chris and kyle today i'm officially representing team email team email i've had quite the week and i'm here to tell you about it i got my first hundo after playing for almost three years whoa and get this it's a gibble hey all right i get done i get done walking my boy frogadier who will be a greninja when i'm done with him I'll be walking this gibble into the sun if it means I'll be able to have a hundo Garchomp. And that's it. What? Did you think more than one cool thing would happen in a week? If so, you're just wrong. (laughs) Anyway, my question to you is why do you think the Easter Collection Challenge is so hard slash bad? I get the choice of Pokemon. Ooh, they're all bunnies. And did you know that Execute is a bunch of eggs? Wow. But why why Shadow Execute? And why must we catch a wild Azumarill? and evolve a Bunnelby into Diggersby. I just find this challenge hard and kind of dumb. Thank you for reading my rage-filled ramp, Matthew, a.k.a. Greninja Boy 999 Oh, I have feelings about this. Oh, okay, let's hear it. I don't think it's bad. I don't think it's dumb. But I completely understand that perspective. I will tell you why Azumarill was catch, because it was in research tasks as a reward, and because it was also a raid Pokemon. And Bunnelby, in order to evolve into Diggersby, because Bunnelby was the featured new shiny, and you're going to be catching a million of them anyway, so why not have it as an evolution option? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, it's a small collection challenge. I think them keeping it small and thematically appropriate is great. There's been a lot of call-outs for it just being bigger. Why not just have every featured Pokemon in the list, right? Why is there not a Hatch Rufflet on there or something like that? But... I think keeping it to the small pool makes it more accessible for more types of players. I also think different events call for a different collection. Mm -hmm. And I don't think a collection with all of the spawns or all of the exclusive Pokemon is fitting for this one. No, too short. Also shadow execute was featured because it was brought to team go rocket encounters as like the, the featured one. It was boosted rates. Yeah. So they wanted you to participate in that content. That's why it was on the list. And it's much more likely to spawn as a result. So it shouldn't be too difficult to find one. Ideally. Yeah. Shouldn't be. <laughs> I, I, ideally. Keyword. Ideally. So, I mean, it's not like there wasn't rhyme and reason for it. And if you thought it was underwhelming, you're not alone, I'm sure. Uh, but 
I, you know, I like just doing the collection challenges. So I'm a little bit biased. Thank you for the email. Greninja boy. Appreciate it. Next email is from Richard Lee. They said team email. Hi, uh, Krylis. Hello. I have lots to say this week. So first of all, I got 100% Rayquaza on my second raid and a shiny on my fifth. What are the chances? Nice. Quite low. Very low. Quite low. The, the shiny is one in 20. And the hundo is like uh, what I said last week. One in 216. I don't. Something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. It's, it's very low. I can add that to my collection of shiny legendaries. Sky Attack, Moltres, Mewtwo, Darkrai, and Cresselia. Nice. It's a good list. Next, I went outside a lot this week, so I got 200,000 Stardust. Half of it was from doing Master League, though. Oh, my God. <laughs> I also made a YouTube channel. It has 250 subscribers. I upload some Pokemon Go videos. If you guys want to check it out sometime, here's the link. For those interested, we'll put the link. I'll have Chris put the link in the show notes. <laughs> you got it, buddy. By the way, I still haven't finished the inter Sting special research. Who can relate? Me. <laughs> Kyle, come on! But I did finish the timed research. I got a super rocket radar and got my Shadow Zapdos. 14 attack, not bad. By the way, hashtag super incubate 2k eggs. I think it is fully reasonable to super incubate 2k eggs. No. You said that out loud, Kyle. You said that out loud. Yeah, doesn't doesn't work like that. (laughs) I also got a 98% magneton from a raid. I'm going to evolve it sometime later. And wait for my brother because he doesn't have a magnetic lure module. Oh, nice. That's nice of you. Goals. Get my Hundo Rayquaza to Great Buddies. The second heart thingy. Get one Therian of the current raid boss. Get one Snivy and one Shiny Snivy. Uh, Drink only one Pepsi. Health goal thing. I would nice. Go outside for at least one hour every day. 100,000 Stardust. And one level up to level 36. See, other people haven't done interexting either. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. That doesn't I'm, mean that you shouldn't do it, though, I'm, Kyle. I'm on the, I'm on the, the fight the three leaders. Okay, now. good. 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 I We're almost like there. A couple more mysterious components. I don't care. <laughs> we are almost there, Kyle. I believe in you. Okay. Well, good luck on your goals. And, and thank you very much for the email, Richard. Appreciate it. Next one's from JJ. Hi, Chris and Kyle. Thank you for reading my email on the mailbag episode. It was cool to hear what your dream events would be. If you haven't listened to the mailbag, I'd recommend it. I just have two quick thoughts based off the last episode. One, when you guys were talking about Kyle recoloring shiny and Chris threw out making shiny Gengar green, which would be a step up from normal shiny Gengar for sure. I thought if you made Gengar green with this giant pink mouth, he'd look like a watermelon. Imagine a summer event with watermelon Gengar. <laughs> See, now we're sold, right? That's uh, cool. That's cool. And then they can have shiny swine up as well. Yeah, Perfect. shiny swine up is the true watermelon. Very, very I true. Don't, I don't want a green Gengar. Just, even if it is a more drastic color change, it's just I don't want it. Think about what could have been. What could have been? I do. I think about it where <laughs> it could have been the white pink that Mega Gengar is. Very true. And I think about what we've missed. <laughs> A single tear was shed. Yeah. Number two, Chris, much like you, I always set a goal with myself to catch the event shiny and usually end up disappointed. So when you set the goal to catch just a shiny for the spring event, I told myself I would set the same goal and then I wouldn't be disappointed. Well, this morning I caught a shiny Ranata and my 500th 
shiny Baneri, <laughs> and felt disappointed like never before. I hope you have better shiny luck on your weekly goal. <laughs> I was a fleshling buddy. I'm right there with you. <laughs> Uh, thanks as always for all you guys do and for a great episode to look forward to each week JJ I don't think I've ever felt so much like empathy with an email in my life (laughs) oh my gosh thank you very much JJ appreciate it next email is from Kelvin and they said hey Chris and Kyle yo how are your excellent weekends going I'm hoping for everyone's sake you haven't wasted too many super incubators There'd be, there'd be no funnel bee in that, now would there? Hey. Me and my girlfriend both got the 40-pound coin bundles this week. We both only got one adventure box, then gave up. More rufflet raids at full shiny odds for us. Have you looked at the egg pool for 2K? It's crazy. We hatched one rufflet and 90 hatches between us, and no shine of happening. That's, that's pretty bad. Okay, so in the 89 eggs that I hatched? I got like four rufflet and two happening. Well, we'll address this in just one second. We'll okay. All right. Now though. Anyways, I'd just like to say thanks for letting my email be last in the mailbag episode. I feel like the Mitch cooks hairy gravy of the mailbag. I'm not <laughs> letting the fame hold me back from this day forward. I would like to only be known as Kelv cooks custard <laughs> and only you hold the power of making that happen. Only joking. <laughs> But Kyle, be warned, I'm making a new list of email rhyming words for the next mailbag episode. Hope you both had a happy Easter. Kelv cooks custard. There's so many things to love about this email. Uh, It's great. But first, (laughs) we talk about eggs. Okay. All right. The rate is really, really low. It is. The rate of happening was roughly 1%. The rate of munchlax was roughly half a percent. Half a percent? I got one of those too. Yeah. I didn't realize they were rare. I wasn't going for it. The the odds are abysmal from what I saw. Granted, I don't remember the sample size. I think it was like 700, 800 eggs, which is, that's not an insignificant sample size, but it's not comprehensive. That's nutty to me. What you just said is crazy. Even the two happeny, you are very lucky. Good to know. This is this is usually par for the course. I, I do have good luck with eggs. This, but once again, another egg event, another really low odds for the ones people want. I don't know why people keep falling for it's it. It's not falling for it. Like I know that the rates are going to be that low, and I participate anyway. But you just you just burning super incubators for what? To hatch the eggs and get all the candy and stuff. And but you could be hatching eggs regardless. Like you yeah. could be hatching the eggs regardless of an event. And I, I do do that with two Ks. Then that's that's my point. What's the that's my but, point. but I made an effort to hatch more eggs on purpose this week because there was an event going on. And I and but because Rufflets there was no reward was for awesome. It. I I loved getting all the extra Ruffle candy. Okay, I take offense to how rare the Pokemon are when they do egg events. I would rather do a hundred raids. I would rather have 10 raid events in a row than an egg event because at least I know what I'm getting when I do a raid. That's uh, that's true. I can get behind that. I didn't hatch one two-kilometer egg this week, by the way. Not one. You said you were going to try. I didn't, though. Yeah. Deliberately, I would not because there was no regular incubators in the box. 
So that's I true. Just have more seven. You also did say that, so I can't exactly hold that against you. <laughs> that being said, there was like twenty super incubators in the other box, so that was sick. <sighs> all right well thank you kelv cooks custard looking forward to uh you giving us another list of words for kyle to sing to the tune of email that was the best ending of that first man bag episode we could have asked for the last email of course is from mitch and he says, Pokepole first. I would really like to see Reshiram Zekrom back in raids, as I need that Hundo Reshiram and XL Candy for Reshiram as well. Another cool one would be Deoxys. I would love to have a shiny level 50 DNA dude. Heavy spaghetti. Hello, Crystal B and Kyleary. Love it. Easter has brought with it wonderful, wonderful weather. It averages near 80 degrees here, and now I am loving it. Grinding Pogo in a t-shirt and shorts can be neat and comfy, too. He didn't say that. (laughs) I am taking a trip to Arizona tomorrow morning where it's even hotter in the 90s to go to the Grand Canyon and do various hikes. I'm very excited. That is also where I'll be doing Snivy Community. Oh, in the Grand Canyon? Whoa, exotic. Yeah. Old goals. 3,400 total gym battles, 100 in a week. Nope. I got to stop setting these gym battle goals. 500,000 total Stardust, 450k as of now. Yes, I spent a little bit on some of my future fossil friends. See yearly buddy every fossil mon goal. (laughs) 1 million experience. Yes, handily 1.3 million. New goals, 30 shiny Snivy. 1 million dust, 500,000 as of now, 500 additional. 2 million experience and as always, shiny vibes all. Harry cooks gravy, Mitch, super streamer, resident, super player, the man himself. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for checking in. I uh, wish you the best of luck playing Snivy community in the Grand Canyon. That sounds like a really cool time. Uh, if it has stops, <laughs> I bet it does. I'm sure there's signs all over the place and trail markers yeah, and things yeah. like that. It's got to be. So good luck. I'm looking forward to hearing how it goes. And that brings us uh, to the tail end of the episode. If you would like to send us an email like these fine folks did, you can do so by sending it to mail at gocastpodcast.com. We also have that contact form on our website, which is gocastpodcast.com. You can also leave us a voicemail if you so choose to 262-586-7717. Follow us on Twitter at gocastpodcast. If you'd like to help support the show monetarily and gain access to the Patreon discord, that's via Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com, forward slash GoCastPodcast. And speaking of patrons, shout out to our elite trainer tier patrons, Cyprian, Bo, Daniel, Zekwalker, Andrew, Chad, Robert, Laurie, Sports, Michael, Ozzy, Ted, Jabril, and Tish. These digital lights are on because of you. Thank you, thank you. And we got two five-star reviews this past week. The first one is from 8-Bit Ninja, titled Five Star You Rating. Love it. <laughs> Best, most overall informative Pokemon Go podcast I've found. Keep doing what you do, even if that includes the unwritten eighth deadly sin of hatching two kilometer eggs from super incubators. <laughs> Enjoy the show. Best of luck to goals of the future. Thank you. I, I take <laughs> I take your um disapproval to heart and it fuels me. It fuels me. <laughs> the next one's from Barry Cherry. Hi, Barry Cherry. The best Pokemon Go podcast. Do you play Pokemon Go? Do you like podcasts? If the answer's yes to both of these questions, then GoCast is for you. 
The hosts are great. The PvP segment has improved my gameplay in GBL. And as a patron, the Discord is one of the nicest communities I've joined. Thumbs up emoji. And I feel that thumbs up emoji in my soul. I couldn't agree more with everything you said. So thank you very much. Appreciate the kind words. And if monetary support isn't your thing, you too can leave a review on any sort of podcatcher that actually lets you leave reviews. So like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify eventually. Uh, and uh, yeah, some other places I think offer review support. So that's a great way to help support us if you don't want to give any money to the patron, to the Patreon whatsoever. All right, Kyle, last things last. <laughs> yep. We got to set some goals and then that's an episode. Yep. So remember, it's Snivy Community Day. I know you're working, but I'm sure you're going to try to at least catch three. I'm going to say six just just because I don't start till one. So I'm hoping I get lucky. But OK, I'm going to finish this spring collection that I didn't finish before, mostly because I forgot about it. OK, 300,000 Stardust because I'm hoping that being able to play at least some of the community day will be helpful. And now so this is where I'm frustrated because I want to make a best buddy goal, but you can't because they don't tell you how many hearts you need to get <laughs> to the next one. I'm pretty sure I'm like exactly one heart short of great buddy. So I just, I want to make a, a good chunk of progress towards ultra buddy. Okay. So ultra buddy progress. Yeah. Anything else? No, I'm okay. Okay. For myself, I want to get at least 25 shiny snivy. Uh, I won't, I won't try to rival Mr. Harry uh, Mitch cooks gravy this time. I'll keep it to 25. 500,000 Stardust, which will take me back up to 5 million that I had hit. I spent more than 500,000 <laughs> today after I hit it. So kind of want to get back up. 1 million experience because now I'm back in the XP grind for level 47. And uh, I want to get Tyson, my 100% Machamp that I've been working on, to best buddy. Almost finished with a third heart and that last heart. I'd like to uh, keep doing what I've been doing. I've been going on walks every single day now that it's been nice um, and uh, taking Tyson with me. So there we go. I think that's it. That's it for the show. Thank you very much for listening all the way through and and keeping us company. Uh, I hope that we kept you company in some uh, regard as well. We'll see you next week for episode 140. Until then, good luck with Snivy Community Day and uh, enjoy and enjoy the first couple of days of the rival event before the show next week gets published see you then bye-bye bye